Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my lifetime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Today's question, Jim, if you were hiring a person for an important task, what would you consider first? their character, or their credentials. Often we seem to be more attracted to the way a person looks, or dresses, or how much money they have, than we are about their character qualities. A man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. The people adored King Saul because he was head and shoulders higher than any other man. But God chose David the youngest of the family, to be king because he was a man after God's heart. One may be the greatest learner in the world and yet be a failure in God's eyes. Some are, quote, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, 2 Timothy 3.7. Women, however, are often more impressed with a man's character than his credentials. Never one to be impressed by how wealthy or powerful or degreed a person was, my wife Rita is a keen discerner of a person's character. The following story of Caleb sums up her view of how to choose a leader through what she calls Caleb's Character Revelation Project. Here's the story. After the death of Moses, the Israelites began to conquer and possess the land of the Canaanites promised to them by the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. After taking Jerusalem, they turned their attention to the hill country of the Negev and the town of Hebron, formerly called Kiriath Arba. As we pick up the story, Joshua's loyal companion Caleb is leading an advance against the town of Debir, believed to be the town of Kirbath-Rabud today, some five miles southwest of Hebron. Caleb makes this offer as he approaches Debir. Caleb says, quote, I will give my daughter Akash in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Caleb has a legitimate task to achieve, but he adds a twist to the pending military victory. Conquer the town and you get my daughter. What motivated Caleb at this time? Was it to enlarge his assigned territory or extend his family? Caleb's past actions indicate he was a wise leader. So let's consider the wisdom of what we will call Caleb's Character Revelation Project. Caleb's life way back in Numbers 1330 was one of unswerving faith. Of the 12 Israeli agents sent to spy out the land, only Joshua supported Caleb's report that with the Lord's help the promised land was theirs. Each spy was a proven leader. Caleb was a leader with strong character and strong faith. He was now looking for a son-in-law to match his faith in God. This project required a man who had the following characteristics. Consider these. He had to be physically strong. This was a rugged, mountainous country that needed genetically healthy fighters to subdue it. He had to be brave. The Canaanites far outnumbered the Israelites, And the Israelites were coming from some 40 years of wandering in the desert without the advantage of military training. Now they were up against an established, fortified city with walls and prepared defenses. 
spiritually mature. The one who succeeded had to have a strong faith to believe God against the odds that confronted him. A motivator. To motivate men to follow him, this one had to have an earned respect, trust, and loyalty of his followers. Intellectually bright. It would require a successful military strategy to overcome a walled city like De Beer. And he had to be an effective communicator, able to give clear directions to his followers. Who would resist having a son-in-law of that stature? A character revelation project such as the one Caleb proposed might in fact help the selection process, assuming the search committee has identified the character qualities they are looking for beyond the style and glaze of resumes, references, and personality inventories. In Judges 1.13, we find that Othniel, son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother, took the city, so Caleb gave his daughter Achish to him in marriage. It appears from the next two verses that Caleb knew his daughter possessed a strong, independent personality in her own right. She asked Othniel to appeal to her father for a field and a special favor. Give me also springs of water, Joshua fifteen nineteen, which Caleb did. He knew his daughter needed a husband with a strong character to minister to the needs of his daughter. Hence the test. To reiterate an old proverb, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Later, Israel was unfaithful to God, and another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel, and they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asheroths. Judges 3.7 So the Lord gave them over to Naharim, the king of Aram, who they were subject to for eight years. Then they cried out to the Lord, and who did the Lord raise up as a deliverer? Othniel, son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel, and the land had peace for forty years. Then Othniel, Caleb's special son-in-law, died. This account of Othniel in his later years affirms for me that Caleb conceived this project with wisdom and prayer. Is there a lesson we can learn from Caleb's strategy? Before appointing people to important roles of leadership, could we arrange a character revelation project? If they accept the project and complete the task or meet the criteria, we can then proceed more confidently with their appointment. If there isn't a designer project, we must carefully observe how people perform in previous tasks. Caleb did not interview his candidates nor ask for resumes or references. I'm not suggesting we eliminate any of the current search mechanisms we use to choose leaders. However, I do believe that many candidates for leadership roles have successfully provided all the required details, overcome the search committee's hurdles, and proceeded down the path to failure due to character flaws that go undetected until it is too late. You're listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. The New Testament reveals another nuance to this subject of developing a Christ-like character. The Apostle Paul talks about how we develop character in his letter to the Romans. He writes, 
We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know they help us develop patience. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. That's Romans 5, 3-4 from the Living Bible. The word the Apostle Paul uses here for character in the original language is of a metal that has passed through the fire so that every impurity has been purged out of it. Brother Okuk, an African church leader, spent three and a half years in prison on false charges. When Dr. Jim visited him in the prison, Brother Okuk shared that he had earlier conformed his life around serving the Lord, resuming his education at the highest level, doing research work, and other valuable good things to help people, but he had never thought of imprisonment at any time. Time was very precious to him, and he had never thought of wasting it in prison, sitting in a hostile situation. But in prison, he learned many lessons. Referring to Moses' burning bush, he said, Prison to me is a place where the Lord can appear to us in flames of fire to refine us, but never burn us up. I see that the Lord is more concerned with our perfection obtained through the walks in all levels of patience, endurance, character, and hope in order to expel fear and self-centeredness in our lives, and prepare us to see and believe that he is God Almighty as he appeared to Moses. Okuk was later released and continued his ministry with a greater passion and a stronger character. Is there yet another significant element in discerning a person's character, Jim? Rita, my wife, like some other women, has a legendary level of discernment about people's character. As a nurse entering a room of psychiatric patients, she was trained to read body language, look at their eyes, listen to their tone of voice, all for her own physical safety. But as a godly, spirit-filled woman, she elevated this training to a higher level of spiritual discernment. One time she was introduced to a Christian educator in a public meeting. After spending a short time in his presence, she said to me, Make sure you never leave me in a room alone with that man. Why, I asked, like a dumbfounded husband. What did he do? He did not do anything. Then she added, I cannot respect him. He asked me some very inappropriate questions and made some arrogant and dictatorial comments that made me feel very uncomfortable. And I do not trust his eyes. Later we discovered a Christian agency fired this man for having sexual relations with both his secretary and his secretary's mother. His impressive speech and credentials distracted the directors of the ministry who hired him. Rita discerned something was wrong by his demeanor in a blink. She discerned he was unable to walk humbly with respect. Many men do not realize that if they watch pornography or fornicate as a single man or commit adultery as a married man, it affects their eyes. When they look at a woman, the woman can see their inner character revealed by their eyes, body language, and countenance. A character revelation project such as the one Caleb proposed might help the selection process of a godly leader assuming the search committee has identified the character qualities they are looking for beyond style, resumes, references, and inventories. Our character is to become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Just as a potter shapes a lump of clay into a pot, 
We are being formed by the loving hand of God to become conformed to the character of His Son, Jesus of Nazareth. It's something to ponder, men. Thanks, Jim. There you have it for today, men. We become alive unto God when we receive and follow Christ, and our daily actions and reactions become conformed to His. Focus on developing your character, men. Request today a free PDF copy of Dr. Jim's book, Men Alive, by emailing him. The address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Ask for the free PDF copy of Men Alive. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. <music>